0: I'm Frank Garza and welcome to Here and Abroad, a podcast that follows the U.S. men's national team and their player pool across Europe, MLS, or wherever else they play their club football. AC Milan is about one quarter of the way through their Serie A season and halfway through their group stage in the Champions League, so I thought it would be a good time to check in on their two U.S. MNT players, Christian Pulisic and Yunus Musa, and discuss how they've been performing so far this season. To help me do that, I've invited Enrico Boyani back on the show. Enrico lives in Milan, where he's a journalist and radio announcer for Radio Rosanera, a media platform solely dedicated to
1: covering AC Milan. Enrico, welcome back to the show. Hi, Frank. Thank you so much for having me again. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you again.
0: <laughs> I think the last time we spoke was maybe one or two days before or after Polisic officially, you know, became a member of AC Milan, so now we're a good part into the season, good part into the Champions League, and so I'm excited to hear uh, how your thoughts have have evolved over over him and Musa since uh, since we last spoke. Let's start. Let's start with Christian, and I'd love to just hear your thoughts on on uh, what you think of his performance so far this season.
1: You know, Christian Polisic's start this season has been. Kind of stunning for, for AC Milan. He performed four goals, one assist, two other key plays or key passes in under two goals. So he has been incredible. And personally, I didn't think that Christian could uh, could be that important for uh, for us for for AC Milan team. I think he has been helped by three three main factors. The first one is like knowing. Uh, Olivier Giroud, Ruben loftus his teammates, and other guys in the locker room. I think this thing uh, helped a lot during the matches for the chemistry. And second thing, talking about chemistry, is that he arrived early in the in the preseason, so he could join the team in the U.S. Uh, journey for the preseason and to start to know his teammates and uh, the, the coach. That thing was very important instead of like Samuel Chukwese, uh, who arrived, the other winger, who arrived uh, a little bit later on, uh, on the season. The third thing that helped Christian was that Samuel Chukwese, the other right winger, started the season not so well because uh, Christian was on the starting 11, so Chukwese had to, to start uh, off the bench and this thing uh, i think uh, helped the christian uh, a lot to make the difference to be almost uh, every single time on the on the starting 11 of uh, of ac milan and this uh, this was another thing that uh, was very important for uh, uh, for christian and for his uh, confidence i think uh, because uh, I also think he had lost a little bit of confidence of uh, of himself at uh, at Chelsea in the last few years. The the difference, the very big difference between Christian and, and the other wingers or players we had last year, like uh, Messias or Salamakers, is that Christian, even if he doesn't play that well, he always has the this ability to make like the right play or the play that could change the game and uh, and this thing is extremely important in Serie A in Champions League but especially in Serie A where we have like uh, close very close uh, games and uh, a play like the one he did uh, against Genoa could be very important extremely important for uh, bringing home the the three points for 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 the leaderboard so this is the big difference that he showed uh, in this uh, start of the season, and uh, I, I repeat, I didn't think that uh, he, he could be that important, but uh, he's performing extremely well. Yeah, I
0: remember when we last spoke, and um, we were still uncertain whether Chukweze was going to come to AC Milan or not. And um, you thought that if he did, he would be more favored to start, you know, on that right wing over over Pulisic. Yeah. Do you think it's is because I haven't actually seen Chukwese play that, that many minutes. I mean, is it just a matter of Christian getting the earlier start, or has Chukwese not been playing well in training and the minutes he is seeing?
1: Uh, uh, nowadays, Chukwese is injured. Okay. There's um, a problem with, uh, with his muscle, so he can't play. <laughs> so uh, th- that is the main thing. In the start of the season, I think uh, both of the things. Because Christian started very well, that uh, stunning goal against Bologna in the first game of the season, and then the goal against uh, Torino. So that was is his thing in the first two games. And Chucoese, uh, as I said before, arrived uh, late in the transfer window. So he has to to know better his teammates uh, the coach uh, the, the team uh, uh, in general so i think uh, when chiquiz played like he had to show that he could be on the starting 11 so he tried to do uh, something more but to do something more he like uh, did some mistakes uh, losing uh, tons of balls important balls so Christian is playing a little bit more calm, I think, uh, knowing that he's on, on the starting eleven. But uh, as I said before, Christian has his has this ability to change the game with uh, with only an assist or a goal or a key play to to bring home the three points. And Chukwese, from for now is uh, is not doing that. Uh, I think even now, I think Chukwese on. Later on the year could be on the starting eleven, but he has to improve this thing. Even if he's not starting the, the matches, he has to do what he knows and uh, what he can do to to, to help the team. Uh, in Champions League, Chukwese missed a huge chance against uh, Borussia Dortmund and that thing uh, like was not so good for the Nigerian winger because uh, he was struggling a little bit to to play, to get minutes and when you have a big chance and you miss it it's not very good for, for your confidence.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully it's a, a good, healthy competition, you know, between those two. Yeah. It'll help make each of them better. That is very I mean, important
1: because last year, last year we had like uh, Messias and Salemakers, the other two wingers that we sold, uh, of course, because we we brought in two wingers. So uh, and then was also a competition, but the level, the quality is extremely lower. Now we have Chukweze or Polizic. <laughs> always a competition you know but the level is is different (laughs) yeah
0: okay let me ask you about you know one of one of my doubts because i've i've loved watching pulisic i can't say i've watched every milan game so far but probably all but one or one or two and uh he's he's just been great but in some of the biggest matches You know, if you look at the three Champions League matches, you look at the game against Inter and and Juventus, you know, he doesn't have uh, he hasn't been very productive in those matches. So is there a concern at all amongst uh, the team or the fans that
1: he can't do it in the in the biggest matches? Uh, I don't think so, because uh, in these matches, also Rafael Leao, Olivier Giroud, Tijani Reinders, uh, uh, Theo Hernandez, they, they disappeared. <laughs> they almost disappeared. Uh, uh, only Leao in the in the derby loss uh, scored the, the only one goal we scored. So it is not about Pulisic. I mean, uh, it was not so good in that games, in that matches, uh, also yesterday in Champions League against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, but uh, it is a, a team problem, okay? Uh, fans are complaining about the coach, uh, are complaining about the, the way he plays because he only has one way of play that works against uh, Teams in Serie A, lower team uh, on the leaderboard, but uh, when you when you face a big team, a quality team uh, such as Inter or Juventus uh, or in the Champions League, we struggle a lot against uh, against these teams. So, AC Milan can win lots of matches this uh, this year against, uh, as I said, teams uh, on the right end of the of the leaderboard. But I don't know if uh, AC Milan uh, will win these big matches if he continues to play like this. And uh, strikers, wingers, uh, midfielders, offensive midfielders are going to, to struggle and are, and are going to, to disappear in these games because these teams uh, like face AC Milan waiting and uh, like throwing the ball to the strikers uh, in, in the counter-attack. So this thing is... Is working well against AC Milan, and the fans are complaining that that AC Milan is not doing good. Is the defense is extremely high on the pitch, like uh, on the midfield, uh, almost. So that is the thing about these big matches and these big games. Uh, no one uh, is is complaining about Pulisic uh, performance or uh, or stuff like that. Fans are like a little bit complaining more about Rafael Leao's performance or Olivier Giroud's performance because they know what they can give to the team. So they're saying, uh, why Leao doesn't score in these matches? Why Giroud is struggling at this age? So uh, Pulisic is not uh, a main uh, theme in this period about death matches.
0: Okay. Yeah, that does seem to be a theme with Milan this season is being able to beat the top-tier teams, and, and I do want to get some more thoughts um, on that a little bit later, but before we do that, let's switch over to, to Musa then, who you know kind of came in late, wasn't getting a lot of minutes at the start of the season. I, I've seen that he has started the last four matches in a row, so what have you thought about his performance this season?
1: Well, I I think uh, Yunus has been Yunus Musa has been like the the hidden gem of the last transfer window for uh, for AC Milan because everyone thought that he was he is a very young player, so that he we should have waited for him for in the first season. Like yeah, he's going to be a player uh, for the rotation uh, for younger teams or. Teams uh, or, or when AC Milan faces a team uh, on the on the right hand of the leaderboard, so everyone was not uh, expecting anything from Moza and then uh, he showed uh, he showed uh, lots lots of consistency, and he runs on the pitch every time, everywhere, <laughs> and and the <laughs> fans are very happy about that because we needed a player like him. Okay and is playing uh, very well uh, and uh, lots of minutes also because of the injury of uh, or maybe the injuries of uh, Loftus-Cheek and Kroenich uh, and the other midfielders so everyone is very very happy about him everyone was not expecting anything when uh, when he arrived like is our uh, fourth or fifth midfielders is not going to start the games But nowadays he's uh, he's on the starting 11, of course, and uh, he's doing great. People, I'm not in that group of people because I'm very, like, nostalgic, okay? But uh, people are comparing him to Frank Cassie who is a midfielder of AC Milan in the last few years. He won the Scudetto uh, with us. He brought us back to the Champions League. Uh, I'm very nostalgic about him. I want so, so, so came back. So I'm not in the group of people because I think Yunus is a very great talent, not at that level from now. But is uh, very young. He has uh, lots, lots of uh, things to improve but i think he could be and he will be very very important for ac milan this season so with the us
0: you know we've seen musa play a lot in that you know number 8 box to box midfielder role we've seen him lately been playing more of the defensive or holding midfielder because we've had some injuries how has milan been deploying him and positioning him in the midfield
1: yeah, AC Milan used him, uh, as you said, in the 8th position, like in right uh, right midfield, box-to-box, uh, box, uh, going uh, up uh, on the attack and going back to defence, uh, uh, running uh, on the pitch, uh, covering uh, and helping his teammates. Uh, also, in one game, uh, Pioli, Stefano Pioli, used him as right wing kind of right wing in a 3-4-3 formation against uh, i guess against Verona uh, due to due to injury problems uh, on the team we we didn't have left backs because Calabria and Te Hernandez were injured so we had to play with 3-4-3 formation and uh, and he played in the spot of the right wing right midfielder in the in the four of uh, uh, of midfield so he is playing where, where Pioli needs him and he's doing, uh, he's doing it ex- extremely well, I think. We have to consider that he is a 20 years old player. Uh, he is not like uh, Loftus-Cheek, playing uh, uh, five or six years in the Premier League with Chelsea, so he has experience. He's not Dijani Renders, who is a 1998 player uh, that played last year in Conference League with AZ Alkmaar. He is a 20-year-old guy who played like two seasons, one season and a half with Valencia. Uh, so I, I think we have to consider that, and uh, for the future, I think it's going to be a massive player also for U.S. national team. We, we will see if uh, if will be it for AC Milan. I hope so, because uh, also Ruben loftus did very, very, very good and very well in the start of the season. Uh, unfortunately, now is uh, he is injured, but uh, again we have this competition between these two guys and these guys like we like we said for as we said for for Chukwes and Polizic that uh, could uh, could help to to improve the the player souls yeah i have
0: enjoyed watching loftus cheek uh, this season uh, he's somebody i have enjoyed watching and uh, it'll be good to see. it'll be good for the team good for the club when he gets back and can contribute let me ask you about um, this kind of American influence on AC Milan and really Syria, you know, this season we see, we see a lot over here that it's been, you know, positive. And I know I sent you, I sent you a few videos, some of the favorites over here, like the, the, the pooly pulley six, six chance. There's the radio. Come on, baby. Who, come, the on. come on, the come on, baby. Come on, baby. USA, <laughs> USA. So um, we've loved seeing that. I mean, and it seems like there's been this, uh, and I guess the one other thing I'll mention is the, you know, the match that w- last weekend between you know Juventus and Ace Milan had four Americans on the field. The U.S. coach Greg Burhalter was there. I saw him on the front page of La Gazzetta dello Sport. Um, so there seems to be this warm embrace of like this American influence this season. Is that true? Are you seeing that? And and if so, like, why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, of course, uh, this American influence uh, has been a theme uh, during the last few months. Uh, It it all started when Jerry Cardinale bought AC Milan, I think. And then with Pulisic and, uh, and also Musa, we were like, oh, Tons of U.S. players or American people are coming to to AC Milan or or to Italian football, or to European football. So that was a thing, uh, and. Uh in the newspapers the, lots of uh, like articles or titles were were about that uh, like capitan america for for christian Pulisic or uh, Still you no know, for uh, uh, for the us flag uh, so that was something that uh, happened in italy and is continuing to 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 happen also i think jerry cardinale talked uh, told in a in a speech, I don't know, with the U.S. president, maybe, uh, and uh, talked about uh, AC Milan and his project and his things. Uh, the stadium, the new stadium of, uh, of AC Milan is, uh, is going to be built by Americans, by Cardinale and, uh, and his uh, Redbird thing. So everyone is, uh, I don't want to say hyped, because I don't know if it's hype, for for this thing but is watching okay is watching is considering is uh, uh, everyone wants to see what Cardinale and other people in uh, other american people are doing uh, in italy with football and uh, also in europe with football because if this thing works i think if if ac milan continues to improve continues to to grow makes his own stadium i think more and more american people more and more american (laughs) how i can say rich people could join uh, europe uh, and uh, european football and buy and buy clubs and make projects and continue to improve Uh, so so this is a theme and uh, I'm happy that AC Milan is the first one because uh, we need that stadium we need to improve Uh, so that was uh, that is something good that happened okay let's talk
0: more about the club and you know how the season's going You, you alluded to it a little bit what do you think is going well for Milan this season and and uh, what are some things that you think need to to, to be improved
1: the, the the start of the season has been kind of average for, for AC Milan because uh, yeah the team is very strong the team is stronger uh, the players are stronger uh, they're very physical players, uh, fast players, so the roster is good, is uh, long, because we have like, as I said before, uh, Chukwese Okafor and uh, Pulisic, uh, Leao, Giroud, uh, Jovic uh, on the attackers, uh, um, Reinders, Chic Musa, Adli, uh, Krunic uh, on the midfield, Teo Hernandez, uh, Malik Chao, Fikai Otomori, Pierre Kalulu, lots, lots of good players, young players. So the team is very, very good. The team is good to win lots of uh, of matches, of games in Serie A against uh, almost every single team, I think. But uh, we are going, I think personally, we we are struggling and we are going to struggle against good teams, prepared teams, uh, teams that uh, study to to win the game to prepare the game against AC Milan I think we're going to struggle because uh, the problem okay if you want to call that problem but it could be also a non problem uh, is uh, is the coach that plays uh, in his way he has uh, his idea that is working working very well against uh, lower teams but uh, is not working at all is kind of a disaster with uh, and against the good teams and uh, and in the champions league that is a theme because we're we have not a plan b AC Milan is not a plan b like the the plot is always the same uh, of, of the games and uh, we won seven games out of nine in the in the Serie A so the, the start was good because we are second on the on the leaderboard uh, under Inter under Internazionale, but in Champions League we we have only two points, three games played, zero goals, uh, three goals conceded. So that is not good. If you if we want, if AC Milan wants to to go to the knockout stage, uh, that uh, that is not enough. We have to do more. We have to prepare more the games. We have to be also different against like Paris Saint-Germain. We can defend uh, higher. We can put our defenders, our center backs on the midfield. We have to do something different. Uh, we have to, to try something different because uh, in that matches, in that games, AC Milan did almost nothing. Against Tinter, it was, uh, I don't know, something in, e- extremely... Bad, bad to see, bad <laughs> yeah, to watch, yeah. bad to be an, an AC Milan fan in that game. So uh, also against Juventus, it was nothing special. And they changed the game with a good play of Moise can because our defender was in the midfield. Our centre-back Malik Chao was on the midfield and he had to try to anticipate Moise can and he got the red card. So that is not good, but uh, I hope that these mistakes uh, will be eliminated, <laughs> deleted. So uh, we hope that uh, something will change also for the coach because he's doing very good. He's doing good against, uh, I don't want to say bad teams, like like poorer teams, and is uh, doing bad against good teams. Yeah, you could probably say their biggest win of the season is probably Roma. Um, yeah, year, maybe. You know Ro- Roma and Lazio. Roma and Lazio were yeah. uh, were okay, but uh, the plot, as I was saying, was the same. Okay, and uh, I think you 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 won that match because Roma didn't have lots of players. Lukaku wasn't uh, a Roma player at that period. DiBala was out, uh, was injured, so. Uh, also, Renato Sanchez, I think, and and other players were out. So you you won that match uh, 2-1 with a masterclass of Rafael Leao, the overhead kick. And against Lazio, Lazio uh, missed a lot of chances in the in the first half. And then again, Rafael Leao with two great plays uh, brought home the the three points. Uh, the the goal by Pulisic and uh, and Okafor with two assist of of layout so yeah there were that were uh, good matches but again the plot was all, always the same always the same uh, never uh, never something different in these matches even if the opponent is Paris Saint-Germain and that is a little bit crazy as far as I'm concerned
0: well Milan will get another chance this Sunday uh, against one of the top tier opponents, they're playing Napoli, last year's champion. Uh, they're currently in fourth with 17 points, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, Milan can get can get a win.
1: Hopefully, we can get the win, and hopefully, we we'll, we we will see something more for our team and something different because. Uh, if we are uh, we're going to see the same match we're going to lose again <laughs> um, uh, that, That's not a, a prediction. I think that's a, more than a spoiler but if we do the same exactly the exactly same things as, uh, as we did uh, against uh, Paris Saint-Germain is not going to be to end well. <laughs> Juan Rico.
0: Thank you so much for your time today. Before I let you go, where should people go if they
1: want to learn more about you or, or see more of your work? You can follow me on Instagram uh, dot uh, Eboyani underscore. Okay, so that is my current uh, account in Instagram or on Twitter or X. <laughs> I don't know if what you are, you want to call that uh, <laughs> dot Henry with E. Henry Boiani, if you want to, to search, or uh, Radio Rossonera, Radio Rossonera uh, if you want to search uh, for our channel, our broadcast, and our live on YouTube. Thank you, Enrico. Thank you so much, Frank. It has been a pleasure. And
0: thanks to everyone for listening to Here and Abroad. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a fellow USMNT fan. I'm Frank Garza. You can follow me on Twitter slash X at Frank Garza 7 And I'll be back next week with a new episode.